Yo, this nigga got 500 and... First of all, let's just go down to history. Alex Smith, Trent Green. Uh, I think they had Matt Castle at one point. <laughs> so he's well-deserving because he's a former MVP, former Super Bowl win winner. He did come back. He brought them niggas back. And I'm going to get to that in a minute. But 503... As a black man, go get your bread. Go get your bread, young man. As a as a quarterback, like as an athlete, I would say that's one hell of a deal. I mean, this is the best. This is the biggest contract in sports history. You know what I mean? Like he has the biggest contract we have ever seen. And I think what a couple of years, yeah, just a few years ago. Not even a few years ago. No, it could have been. I mean. I mean, because it was just talk. It wasn't because Bron came to the Lakers, but in general, I think outside of baseball, the only player that I that I can see making half a billion dollars, breaking the bank like that, is LeBron. That was it. I couldn't find any other player, baseball, football, or basketball wise, besides LeBron James making half a billion dollars in a contract. That is major. Yo, yo, I would. I would give a hundred mil back and say, let me get part ownership. <laughs> like, cause at that point, like my nigga, my nigga, he broke the bank. Now my concern would be, this is what my concern would be. And it's, and, it, and, and I think I'm right for having this. It's, we seen how the Super Bowl went. And we've also seen how, um, don't get me wrong. Kansas City, and there's a lot of offensive that a lot of offensive teams, you know, in history that we could throw up in there. Kansas City will definitely be one of those teams because they had a historical season to where they just had some some crazy comebacks. And besides the crazy comebacks, they put up a lot of fucking points. You know what I mean? Like they, these niggas was averaging between, you know, between 30 and 40 points a game. That's a lot. So to keep up with them niggas, you got to at least put up 30 points just to keep up with them niggas, right? Um, but we've seen what happens when they run into a defense. Uh, shit can slow down. Now, I'm still on the side that, you know, you can win championships just by playing off, you know, just playing offense. We've seen it. Your defense has got to make defensive plays. You don't necessarily have to be a, a juggernaut in defense because we see how that goes with Chicago. They'll have a top defense. They'll have a top five defense for about four to five weeks. Then after that, the niggas is straight pedestrian. I can say that as a Raiders fan because we beat the Chicago Bears when they were at the cream of the crop of the uh, of the defensive, uh, you know, the defensive teams. You got Frisco. You know what I'm saying? Uh, you had other teams. You know, Buffalo had a solid defense as well. Um, but you know, the two top, the, the, the top two defenses, uh, of, of last year, you know, the, you know, the Titans stepped up a little bit too. Um, but Frisco and, and, and the Bears and the Bears for the past couple of years, especially when they got, um, Mac, Mac truck, they defense just went to a whole nother level. It's just that their offense was so bad that it couldn't, you know, just keeping that defense. You already know what it is. That defense stays on the field. They tired. You know, or if they get figured out, you know, if 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 there's an offense out there that can combat with that defensive uh, strategy, then you, 
Y'all niggas is in trouble. And so with Kansas City, especially under Andy Reid, Andy Reid always has solid teams, not a stout defense. He has some great defensive players on his teams, you know, but it wasn't a defense that cats feared. And he always had a solid offense, you know what I'm saying, a solid offensive playbook. And I think Kansas City probably is one of his best offensive teams of all time. And the only reason why I can, you know, say that is that he actually won a Super Bowl with this team and with that quarterback who is a former MVP and he brought them back to win the Super Bowl. You know, um, $503 million. God damn, that's a lot, bro. So like I said, my only concern would be how does that money get spread around throughout the future? I personally said, if I'm going to spend that type of bread, it's going to be after. It's going to be for a coach. You know what I'm saying? Because these coaches have longevity. They stay, they coach, whether you're a great coach or mediocre coach. And if you're a bad coach, obviously, but you keep getting jobs, just think about the amount of different quarterbacks that you will coach in your lifetime. Whereas, you know, uh, if you're a great coach, and you end up with a great quarterback, the bulk of your career will be with one quarterback. But somewhere in your career, I mean, somewhere, you know, in your career, whether it's early, in the middle, or towards the end, you're going to coach multiple quarterbacks. That still doesn't take away from your greatness. So, in other words, what I'm saying is quarterbacks come and go. You know, there's very few that that stay. You know, you got the Tom Brady's. You know, uh, but even the Joe Montana's and the Steve Young's have played for different teams. You know, these quarter, you know, the, the Drew Brees, you know, he's played for two different teams, but the bulk of his career was with the Saints. Aaron Rodgers has been with one team, you know, so that's a luxury. But you don't find, and the quarterbacks that I'm bringing up is the Hall of Famers. You know, the Eli Mannings. <laughs> Shout out to my boy Eli. I know that's going to piss off a lot of the New Yorkers and niggas that don't like Manning. But you know what I'm saying? Even Peyton Manning had to play for a different team. That was under, it's because of an injury. But at the same time, what I'm saying is them coaches have more of a chance to stay with one franchise than a quarterback. They don't have to deal with any on-the-field injuries. Um, they just got to go out there and make sure they can speak to the players properly to get them in the position, the right position, have the, 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 the front, I mean, well, not the front office, but basically have their staff in check, keep shit running, uh, make sure they, you know, hire the right guys, play calling is on deck, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But that's what I'm paying for. I'm paying for the genius of the coach and then I'm paying for, for, you know, basically my GMs, you know, scouts, et cetera, et cetera, and it trickles all the way down. But to throw that amount of bread at a quarterback, and by no means, and I'm hating on the contract because, young man, get your money. <laughs> like, get all of it. Um, but we just got to see how the Chiefs are going to, how they're going to work out the rest of the roster. We just don't know. We just don't know yet. Um, and then they also have some other players, not necessarily on, not necessarily on defense, but they do their offensive weapons. Um, you know, they got, they got Travis Kelsey, you know, um, and now they don't, they, they do have, they, they do have Ty, Tyreek, but I would say because of his latest off the field issues, 
not even just his issues. And and, and it's, it's, it's sad to say that, yeah, his past will always haunt him, but it's like, it's like almost giving them a reason not to pay him top dollar as a top dollar receiver. That's all I'm saying. So we don't know. So they probably won't have to, you know, and Travis Kelsey is arguably, I mean, Grok just came back, but when hit with him leaving, then he automatically takes, he automatically takes the throne as the top tight end. You know what I mean? But Gronk is coming back. We don't know if he's going to be the same Gronk of old. But what I'm saying is there's not too many, you know, and they do have some some solid running backs over there. They don't have anybody to pay immediately. I mean, you might find an offensive lineman. We don't know. You know what I mean? But as of right now, they don't have to pay anybody. That's a lot of money, though. That is a lot of goddamn money right there. But shout out to Pat Mahomes, man. I mean, for as a Raider fan, I know I'll be dealing with him for the next 10, 12 years. Because <laughs> he'll be there. You know what I'm saying? By the grace of God, he doesn't have a an injury or anything like that. But as of right now, he is the mo- he is the the rich. I, you can't even say rich, because that's 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 disrespectful. He's the most wealthiest quarterback that we've ever seen. As like right now, he has the biggest contract in all of sports. So shout out to him. I mean, hey, you know, and football is planning on coming back. So we'll see his wealthy ass on the field. (sighs) What can I say? What can I say? I'm not knocking. I'm just I know that when it comes to football, these these contracts are never guaranteed in football. Football probably has the worst contract system in all of sports. You know, we already know how baseball is. Black people actually push their kids to play baseball because of the contracts alone. You know what I'm saying? Not because of the actual sport, but because it's less brutal on the body and you get paid more. But it's not like cats is getting, they're not throwing around 300 mil to every, every goddamn player on the team. Let's get that straight. And it's harder to get into baseball than it is than the other two sports. And football is probably the easiest sport to get in out of the three sports. Um, but, you know, going over to the NBA. So shout out to Pat Mahomes. Get that bread. Going over to the NBA. Um, again, cats are bringing up whether we should play or not. And I think a lot more people are leaning towards canceling the season. I don't really care at this point. I don't really care. I, I I know this personally. If the NBA was to come back right now, nobody would be complaining. I think because of the protests, the movement, I'm with it. COVID, I don't even think people really care about COVID amongst the players. You know, these are cats that are getting, these are people that is going to get top, not, top notch testing. They're going to be tested all through the week. Etc. Cetera, Etc. Cetera. Now I can see people having a concern of them returning and playing, and someone catches it and may have to, you know, deactivate for 14 days. Not sure if they're able to come back or not, because um, the NBA is making the rules. You know what I mean? At the same time, as a pedestrian, as a fan, I don't think too many people care. I think, and I honestly believe, because the Lakers have a great chance to win, a lot of people don't want that. You know what I mean? Um, including certain players. You know what I mean? But if they was really about this protesting, I'm um, standing for the movement type, then don't watch it at all. 
So when the NBA season comes back, because they still pushing for that shit to come back, the ratings should be at an all-time low. That's what I'm hearing. Because we care so much about the movie. And, and, and again, like I said, I'm, I'm actually on both sides. But I can tell when people are just hating. I can tell when people are just riding the wave. And it's like, bro, just if you're going... If they said right now that COVID won't be an issue amongst, that, uh, amongst the players inside that bubble... I want to see how they're, it seems like people are using the COVID excuse to propel the art, to, to, to feed the energy of the movement that we have going. And again, if the players actually, if there's certain players that want to play, then that's on them because at the end of the day, that's their goddamn job. So I'm not going to sit up here and say, well, why would he want to be away from his family that long when this nigga is okay with it? And that's the thing. If they want to go play, then let them play. You know what I mean? If they actually want to go finish out the season, then go finish it. That, has, that shit has nothing to do with me. It's strictly for our entertainment anyways. So it's like, I'm, I, my thing is this. Of course, I, I think that this is a perfect time to, to stand our ground with the movement that we have. Do I believe we could do both? And that's and I think that's what it is. I think we can actually do both. That's why I say it doesn't matter which way we go. If we if we just shut the shit down and don't start again until next year or whenever it may seem safe, then all right. Let's just shut this shit down. But if there's players out there that's saying they want to play, then go ahead and let them niggas play. And that to me is not a distraction. But to for me, for people that feel like it's a distraction, meaning that you can't do two things at one time, it's hard for you to do that. But I could be for the movement and still go do my job. I don't see what the issue is. I think as long as we keep applying pressure and keep talking about it, then it won't be a dis distraction. And by the way, it'll be for what? Two or three months and the league will be done. So are you saying because the NBA is coming back that the movement has to stop? It doesn't. It really doesn't. And for those and for those players as including the Kyrie's and everybody else that's rolling with him as y'all as, as as their um um uh what do you call it? Uh, assistant uh what <laughs> vice president. I don't know why I said assistant, but that's what he's acting like. As their vice president, like if he really feel like he had, then do it. All this big boy talk about I can give all this shit up. You shouldn't even have to tell us. You should just give it up. You should just give it up. I don't even need to read about it. I don't need no tweet. I don't need no bleacher report, no score, no, no, no ESPN, no sports. I don't need none of that, my nigga. The, the headline should be Kyrie Irving retires. He's, 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 he's moving forward with the movement, full throttle. That's what I want to read. I don't want to hear, I'm, I'll threaten the league by, I can give all this shit up. Do it then. Cause that's what I'm saying. Like, when it comes to this big boy shit, I don't want to, I don't want, I don't want to see threats. Either you're going to play, finish it, boom, or you not put, put, give up basketball completely and then, you know, step into a different, you know, World, I, I should say, we'll step out of the basketball world, step into the real world, full throttle. 
But if not, if you're just doing this because, I don't know, maybe Brooklyn doesn't have a chance to win the championship, then I ain't got time for it, bro. And I don't want to hear excuses like this is a distraction. It's only a distraction for people that can't do two things at once. Or it's only a distraction for people that don't care enough. I think I mentioned that if we was to push the envelope and just keep pushing it, like, no, we need we need those advertisements on the jerseys or how the Black Lives Matter around the court. Like, we need all of that. That's just a crumb that I was talking about, by, which, by the way, that's going to happen. But I'm not saying stop there. I'm just saying that's and that's actually doing both. You following me? That's actually doing both. So you keep that. And then we keep coming up with more and more and more. Now, don't get me wrong. I understand if you shut all that shit down and say we're all not returning, that can move shit a little bit faster. Everybody's not on the same page, though. And it takes one person to step up to do that. And I'm pretty sure they're, they're pointing fingers at LeBron because he, he's been the most outspoken athlete that we've. I ain't going to say that we've ever seen, but in our lifetime, his whole career, the most outspoken because a lot of the damages that we've seen recently, he's been a part of his part of his career. A lot of police brutality that has been caught on camera was during his career. That's what I'm talking about. The shit that happened prior to that, the 50s, 60s, 70s, 80s, and 90s, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, you know what I mean? Like, we had we had other players to step up and speak out on some shit, and they got blackballed or whatever. This is a new generation, a new wave of players. Social media is like the number one thing in the world. And it's different. And the NBA know that it has to get behind their players because 80, what is it, 80 or 80 to 90 percent of the NBA is black? Of course. Right now, I mean, and I'm going to get to I'm going to get to the HBCUs in a minute because that's my last topic. But right now, I agree with Kyrie. If he's being real, that if we shut all this shit down and go make our own league, then that'll change the whole fucking that'll change everything. That will change everything. I am down with both. I'm down with taking over the NBA. It's been a staple in our community, in all of our communities, for decades. So, yeah, you can start something new. That's cool. But we might as well just take over the house. We might as well holler at uh, Adam Silver like, yo, we need half of this. Are we walking? Now, I understand I, I understand that a lot of these cats is under contract. So I'm not sure how that would go. But I do know it's not going to affect them that much if all of the top dogs said they wouldn't come back. Because you wouldn't have any entertainment. At that point, they're going to have the black community behind them because it's that serious. But these cats are willing to go out there and get their paycheck to keep feeding their family. So if you feel like what they're doing is wrong, then you wouldn't be watching the games at all. So by the end of July, none of these games you will be watching. And of course, cats out there, let Brian win another championship because he's in the Lakers jersey. It's going to be asterisk next to it. I'm pretty sure they'll praise the Clippers because it'll be their first one. 
You know what I'm saying? Milwaukee will be praised because a lot of cats is on the Giannis bus right now. I get it. That's just what it is. I'm 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 gonna pick I'm gonna pick some of the haters out because I know that's a part of it too. It's probably a small portion, but that's part of it. But overall, if you're just saying we should just shut it down for the movement, but well then it's other players that you need to holler at because some of these players is like, yo, I'm ready to go back. Some of these players actually want to play. So we'll see. We'll see. But speaking of the movement, McCord Maker, and I'm I and I hope I'm saying his name right because Thon Maker, I followed Thon Maker uh his last year of high school because that's when he started to get a lot of pub. I was out there in Vegas when uh, you know, during the tournaments when he was out there. Uh, I didn't catch him play, but I did catch him I did catch him in public, but I didn't I did I didn't actually see him play in Vegas. And um he was highly recruited. You know, he was highly he was highly recruited. Um and the NBA scouts was drooling over him because they compared him and you know, look, the comparisons ain't gonna always be accurate. As, as a matter of fact, most of the time the the comparisons aren't accurate. But they did compare him to like a Kevin Durant because he is a a, a footer that can handle the rock and can shoot, you know what I'm saying? Like the Duke and Hoop. Now his younger brother, McCord Maker, has hit the history books one time. We already know a couple of weeks ago, uh, Mikey Williams, one of the top recruits in class 23, if I'm not mistaken, he's going to be a high recruit. Uh, he tweeted out that he, you know, he could shake up the world if he considered an HBCU. He said he'd consider an HBCU. And even Mello came out and said, if he was to do that, that would change the game. Well, McCord, McCord Maker actually went the next step and said, I'll do you one better, Mikey. I'm going to just go ahead and commit to Howard University. Boom. And he's a top recruit coming in. So I like it. Now, this is the thing, though. This goes back to the NBA, like Kyrie said. We can shut shit down if we started our own league. Everybody has to be on the same page. If you get, and I've said this on other shows, just give me the top five players, or just give me five of the top ten players to go to a HBCU. I'm going to watch those games. I'm going I'm to watch those games. I'm going to watch those games. You go to Grambling, you go to Howard, I'm going to watch those games. I went to go watch Cam Little Brother, Howard versus San, uh, not San Diego State, versus, um, fucking, oh, okay, I cannot, uh, UNLV. We went to the UNLV Howard game. That was what, a year? It was either a year or two ago. Year or two ago, we went to go see Lil Cam Brother play against UNLV. One of the big, I think it was the biggest comeback. Um, you could have won a lot of money if you'd have put money on Howard. I met Anthony Anthony Anderson for a second time because he's a Howard University. I think he's a Howard alumni, um, and he's obviously a fan. So, and the nigga's a Clipper fan though too. <laughs> That's crazy. Uh, I met him. I met him at a Clipper game behind the. That's a long story, but whatever. Um, but I ended up meeting him again, and I seen the joy. Like, the nigga was just happy. You know what I'm saying? That we're starting to get, 
Oh, not to mention Howard University just joined. Um, they just joined the league, a D one, uh, a D one league. So I, I think I got to look that one up. Um, but yeah, if you if we get the if we get five out of the top ten to go to an HBCU, we winning. We winning. Now, granted, when it comes to basketball, you already know the top ten, maybe fifteen cats. Most of them are going to go one and done, depending on how good they, how, depending on how that one year is. But some of these cats are be going. You know, I know the NBA and the NCAA will figure some shit out. And they're trying to get ahead of it right now. This COVID is slowing shit down, so it's giving them time to think. But shit is moving right now. And I think that's a that's just a dope move. I would you know, my son, by the grace of God, he continues to play sports. Uh, I would encourage him to go to an HBCU. I didn't get this type of knowledge or push to go to an HBCU back in the day. It was recommended that we take the ACT because they 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 accept lower numbers, but no one stayed on my bumper about it. And that's one thing I hate to use the word regret because it really had nothing to do with me because I didn't have the knowledge about it. But at the same time, I wish I did have the knowledge about that. I wish I did have somebody push me. I did. I wish I did have. I didn't get a Howard um, rep to talk to until I was an adult at a church. A young lady who went to school with my wife, by the way. Uh, came she came through to talk to the youngsters at the church. This is what I'm talking about, and she was telling them about uh, Howard University and gave them all the you know the nooks and the crannies of uh, you know every everything that she wanted to hear as a kid about the partying scene, a girl seven oh one, you know what I'm saying things like that, just being around your culture in general. And then we took a trip to Howard University and I stepped foot on that field and I went inside that gym and instantly I felt like, damn, man, I wanted, I wanted to be a part of this history. I wanted to play for Howard University knowing damn well when you, when, when you go back in time as a middle school cat and a high school cat, my dream was to go to UCLA because my favorite player at the time was Toby Bailey. You know what I'm saying? That's a throwback for you niggas. Y'all niggas. <laughs> Toby Bailey, Cameron Dollar. All right, my nigga, Baron Davis. Yep. Um, I wanted to go to UCLA, but that was because that was the first university that I stepped foot on. The very first, not a Cal State, not a JC, but UCLA was the very first university I stepped foot on. Uh, shout out to Missy Fonte. Uh, she took us on a school field trip. And matter of fact, I forgot who, who the cat was. It wasn't, it wasn't one of the old Bannons. She didn't date one of, I gotta go look him up though, but she dated one of the basketball players. At UCLA at the time, because she was a, she was my English teacher, I think. I think she was my English teacher. And she dated the dude, and he came to the class to talk to us or whatever. And um, I got to go look that nigga up, though. But he did play, though. Um, but, yeah, we went on that trip, and, man, that was, that was dope, man. That was dope. But a lot of people... A lot of, a lot of parents need to share this experience, even if they're, even if they didn't go to HBCUs. This is what we need to be pumping in our homes. This is what we need to be blasting in our homes is HBCUs. And maybe from time to time, take a trip. Take a trip to some of these schools. You know what I'm saying? Prior to them being seniors in high schools, you know what I'm saying? Where they're, where they're taking trips to these colleges to see which ones they want to go to. The, the, the college tours. No, 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 no. This shit might, this shit should start in middle school. This shit should start in high school in the ninth, tenth, eleventh grade. You know what I'm saying? Put that shit out there so they could get to see it. Cause right now, the only thing that they see 
is these other D1 schools like UCLA, USC, you know what I'm saying? The, the, the SEC teams or the Pac-12 teams, or the Big Ten teams, they see these teams on TV every Saturday or throughout the week playing basketball, and they see these teams, but that's it. They don't see the HBCU teams as much. But now that the HBCs are getting more love and they're invited to these, D, uh, these D1 conferences, it's, it, I mean, it's a little too late, but I mean, the movement can start right now. Um, so shout out to, to shout out to Maker, man. Like, and I hope, you know, I, you can't stop a man from going after his dreams because everybody has a dream of making it to the pros, whether it's the, you know, MLB, NFL, or NBA. Their dream is to make it to the league. You know what I mean? So if he has the talent, um, and he has the, you know, the wave is going his way to, to enter the draft, then you can't knock him for that. But to play multiple years for HBCU and, and, and get that type of love, like just, I, I want to see the celebrities that support these young men that will attend these HBCUs. And again, for people that say that, that asks, why do we look for celebrities for validation? It's not that we look for them is that we, is that I expect them to be normal, but to use their star power to help the movement as well. You know what I mean? If they don't want to, that's fine. You know what I'm saying? But I think it'd be a little bit helpful if these cats can, if Jay-Z set, you know, courtside with Beyonce to watch Maker or Mikey Williams in the HBCU jersey. That's my take. You know what I'm saying? Uh, that's it. It looks like, you know, summer is heating up, which mean, um, it's getting hot. <laughs> Sports world is getting hot. Sports is coming back. It's looking like it's coming back, which means more news is coming. I'll see y'all next week. Up and run with BTG. Rare Sinus Network.